Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Now, this week on the podcast, we have a very special guest. Her name is Cassandra Y. Branch, and she's an inspirational speaker and the founder and CEO of Lisa's Believe Ministry, which is a personal development ministry designed to lift women to believe in their self-worth and use their unique abilities to bring their dreams to life God's way. Cassandra is a professional certified mind, body, and spirit coach, and she integrates coaching with prayer, faith, tools, and resources to lift women above their pain to become balanced and empowered in their purpose. Now, this is an amazing bio, and it so personifies who Cassandra really is. I had an awesome time talking to her in her interview, and I loved how she took me through the journey of how she got to the point where she is now with God. Now, I do have to let you know, it was a very long interview. We had a lot of time to talk. I had to make part one and part two. So today we're going to listen to part one of Cassandra's interview where she talks about some of the things that she went through that helped lead her to her journey to find God. So without further ado, here is the interview that I did with Cassandra. Hello, Cassandra. How are you doing today? Hello, I'm doing so good. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I want to say thank you so much for being a guest on the Finding God podcast. I am super excited to have you here to share with us your story about how you found God. Yes, definitely. I am so excited to share my story. So thank you for having me. You are welcome. So the first question I have for you is, what was your childhood like? (laughs) Well, my, I like to say that um, I didn't grow up, you know, thinking that I was going to grow up to be a princess or anything. Um, I, I was basically, um, I wasn't raised as a tomboy, but I considered myself as a tomboy. Um, it's because, um, well, instead of having tea parties and instead of what um, playing with Barbie dolls, I was running the streets with my brothers. So I grew up, I'm an only girl. I have six brothers. Wow. And yeah, you would think that I was probably spoiled rotten, but I wasn't. Um, all I tried to do was keep up with my, I have three big brothers and three little brothers. And I was just trying to keep up with them um, on the streets, playing ball, um, 
daredevil bicycle games um fighting <laughs> horse playing i was i was just trying to keep up with my brothers um i even have bruises on me to show you know that i was on the streets and i was a bad little girl so but otherwise like just being with my brothers made my childhood so fun and so wonderful um so i would say my childhood was quite interesting mm -hmm. <laughs> um um, I have a lot of what cherished, a lot of many cherished moments, but I also have a lot of painful moments um, from my childhood just as well. Um, I was raised from fifth grade, fifth grade on um, pretty much in a small town, predominantly a white town, mm -hmm. but the, um, the blacks in the town, we knew each other. Now, my family was new, but there was a small percentage, and I don't know what percentage that was back then, fifth grade on up, but there was a small handful of Black families there. So you knew each other. You either went to the same church or you went to the same school, and your parents knew one another some kind of way. And so it was, I, even though I grew up in a predominantly white town, I was still around, you know, people. Uh, I saw my friends were the same color as me. So I grew up a good you know, pretty much a happy childhood, but with painful memories. Okay. So, well, if you don't mind me asking, what were some of those painful memories that you were talking about? Oh, man. And so the painful memories, basically, so my, I was raised by my mother and my stepfather. Uh -huh. um, and my stepfather was a pastor, right? And so uh -huh. we grew up in church. Um, we were at church all the time. We went, we what, um, we went around, we were, we went to so many churches, no matter the, um, the, the denomination, we were there. Um, and so I knew that I didn't understand that people were divided when it came to churches, right? So we grew up love, um, whatever, like, it didn't matter what color you were, it didn't matter what, what denomination you were we always was there to help people because my father was a pastor. And so basically, um, because my father was a pastor and my mother was a singer, she was a soloist, and there were seven of us, seven kids, we were pretty much taught to sing, you know? <laughs> we were the youth <laughs> choir. We, we did everything. If they needed a guest, we were there. We were going to be there singing, praising God. We were going to be there. And that was fun. That was nothing sad about that. Um, the sad part that really caught me off guard was that I was being sexually abused. Oh. And yeah, and so I guess being sexually abused really dampened my childhood um I didn't know like I don't know growing up in the 80s I didn't know you know what to do mm -hmm. I didn't know if I should tell I didn't know I did I honestly did not know what to do I didn't feel it was normal but I knew it wasn't right so that made everything painful and I was again I was being sexually abused by my stepfather who was a oh, pastor. Wow. Yeah. And so, yeah, that made it very difficult, very difficult. Um, and so that's why I said my, my childhood was with, I had some good memories with my brothers, but I also had some very painful memories as well. Wow. That's a lot. And I know that since he was a pastor that like, did that 
um, I, yeah, because I know you guys grew up in church. So did that change how you view God or like, how did it affect your view of God and your perception of him while all this was going on at the time? You know, um, my parents, I don't know, maybe they were taught like this, but they, we were taught that to fear God. We were taught, you know, um, as we went from church to church, that God punish you for your sins, right? Mm -hmm. And so when bad things happen, as a little girl, nothing was happening except for that to me that was bad. And so I just assumed that I did something bad because mm -hmm. I knew that wasn't a good feeling. I knew that wasn't something good. And so I was like, well, I must have done something bad for this to be happening to mm -hmm. me. And so I had a, you know, they taught us to fear God. They taught us to fear God over how to love God, or they taught us to fear God rather than the love of God. And so I feared God, but they also taught us to love Jesus and the type of love that Jesus had for all of us and why God gave us Jesus. So my relationship with Jesus, if this makes any sense, was strong, um, but my relationship with God was fearful. And so it didn't, I won't say it made me not believe in God. It just made me fearful of God. It made me feel like God was punishing me for something I did. And what did I do? I had no idea what I had done. Right. No, it makes a lot of sense because it was almost like good cop, bad cop, you know, God was the bad one. Jesus was the good one. Right. It's just like right. kind of how that was like compartmentalized instead of realizing like, okay, so it's not a good guy, bad guy. Like God loves you just as much as Jesus right. does. Right. But it right. wasn't presented that way to me either. So I did have that idea because I was always taught about like how God wiped out a whole bunch of people and all these things were going on. But then Jesus just seemed like the nicer person. So I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And it makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah, I saw, you know, I saw God as my creator and the God of punish, you know, he punished me for yeah. anything I did wrong. And I saw Jesus as my savior, He's like, Jesus, please help me, help me to get out of this. So, yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm so glad that you could relate to that. Thank you. You're welcome. Absolutely. So at any point, like, did you tell anyone, like, what happened with that? When did it stop? You know, so just, I don't know when it started, but I have a very young, you know, I, I can remember um, being very young um, when it did start. I know that for a fact, I had not started school yet. So it had started very young. Um, around the age of 14, um, I was in eighth grade. So midway through my eighth grade year, um, my parents, my mother informed us that um, her and my stepdad were separating okay. and it it did have something to do with him touching me okay I do, I do know that but because we were raised in a very back then in the 80s you didn't question your parents you really didn't and so nor did they talk about these things True. and my mother taught me to keep silent, to you do not tell your business. What happens in the family stays in the family. And so after my parents split up, that was the end of the conversation. 
that was it. I never spoke about it again. Me and my mother never spoke about it. And life just went on. Wow. That's a lot to take in, especially for a kid, you know, and especially during your adolescent years when you're a teenager, you're trying to find yourself and all of this stuff is happening. Like that is difficult to do. Yes, ma'am. And it, and you nailed it. It was so difficult because not only did my parents split up, but now my mother is left to raise seven children by herself. And my mother was a stay back then, you know, stay at home moms were common. So she was also a stay at home mom. So now life is changing. Mom has to get a job. Mom, mom needs to go to work. And so things, you know, things changed for our family a whole lot. Yeah. Um, and my mother and my relationship just wasn't there. And so me being a teenager, the middle child, kind of three older, three younger, the only girl. Um, yes, I had an awesome relationship with my brothers and I could talk to them, but I did not want to talk to them about this because that was awkward. Um, and my brothers were growing up and they found their own friends. And I felt I didn't know how to like what make friends. I didn't know how to talk to females because I didn't know how to talk to my mother. And so I started going into the shell. Um, I prob That's probably why I'm an introvert now. Um, I went into a shell. I didn't know at the time that I was depressed, but I, I went into depression. I, I had a very low self-esteem. Um, I, I thought very little of myself um, from that point on trying to figure out this thing called life, um, going into my adolescent years, it was very, very, very difficult for me. Wow. So during that time, did you, um, did God have any part in your life during that time? How did he play into all that? Yeah, you know, it, again, <laughs> I was afraid of God. Mm -hmm. I, I still felt like he punished me right. uh, for something. And, and, and then look at the relationship with my mother. So yeah. I'm still thinking that, man, I must have done something wrong. God must really, really hate me. But at the same time, because we were taught about Jesus and his love for us in vacation Bible school, in yeah. Sunday school, you know, so I'm like, Jesus, save me out of this. And I continue my relationship with Jesus. He became my best friend because I had no one else to turn to. And so I'm thankful that I was raised in church because if I wasn't raised in church, I don't know how I would have handled all of this, all of this. And so I had Jesus as my guide and I had Jesus, you know, that I was talking to. Yeah. I had Jesus that I prayed to and I had Jesus that I was relying on and depending upon. And so that's how that went. But I, I feared God. I did not say nothing to him whatsoever. <laughs> No, I totally understand. So when did your relationship with your mom kind of get to a point where you guys could talk or did it ever get to a point where it was okay? You know, unfortunately, um, and that would be a whole new podcast. Um, we never did. The relationship just got worse okay. because I was growing up. Um, I wanted to date and imagine uh, my mother, how she was feeling about that. So I'm, I'm a teenager now. And so our relationship never got any better. 
but this day as of today we have a great relationship yes. but it took, us, it took us a very long time to get there um but again that would be a whole new podcast <laughs> no I totally understand I'm glad it got to a point where you're your mom are okay now but I can yeah, only imagine how it was back then like that had to be oh. It was, rough. it was so rough. It was so rough because a girl with six brothers and, you know, we, we need our moms as yeah. teenagers. We need our mothers. We need that guidance. We need, we need to know what, what to expect in the world, you know? And so I didn't have that. I didn't, I didn't have that guidance. Um, she was angry, you know, and she had, she had to deal with her own, her own situations before she could really be a, a mother to me, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that out because sometimes it's like when people do things like that and people say hurtful things to us, we do blame ourselves. Like, what did I do? What did I say? And, you know, sometimes I find myself doing that. Like, if someone had a bad attitude or my kids are going to get me like, what's wrong? What did I say to them? But, you know, sometimes I think, like you just said, we have to realize that this is something that they're going through. This is their battle. So it has nothing to do with you. It's just something that they're going through at this moment. So I'm glad right. you were able to realize that. Yeah. And and, and I, I have to admit, I didn't realize that immediately. I had to grow into that. I had to get myself help first before I understood what my mother was going through, you know? Mm-hmm. No, it's right. Because you cannot um, help anybody, save anybody if you yourself are still struggling with things and trying to get through things. Right. So yeah, you're right. right about that. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, from, um, I did, I graduated from high school. I made it through that. Ooh, I I made it through. <laughs> I made it through and I graduated on a Sunday and I moved out on a Tuesday, like a wow. couple of days later. Yeah. I was out of there. I was just ready to be on my own and be grown and do my thing. And so I, I went to, um, a, my oldest, one of my oldest brother, I went to him um, I enrolled in college and then I met myself, you know, awesome. yeah, I, 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 I met myself like I could not function in college. I thought that I left, I thought, you know, think about it. I'm, I'm what, 19. I'm like, I'm leaving all this here. I'm going to move. I'm going to be a whole new person, you know, leaving all that baggage at home. But little did I know that baggage had followed me to college you know you can't run from yourself but Mm -hmm. i didn't know that so um i i moved in with my brother i enrolled myself in college and i got a job as well on campus but i couldn't function i you know i was going through the emotions it was worse than high school um and i was like what is going on and so I ended up dropping out of school. Of course, my mother wasn't happy with me, yeah. but, but hey, I was, I was dealing with these emotional blocks that I didn't deal with, you know, in my teen years. Right, yeah. And, and the, I didn't realize, well, I knew, you knew that something was wrong while you're going through high school. I knew something was wrong, but I had to care for my brothers while my, my little brothers while my mother was working. I had to I had to grow up. I had to grow up. I didn't have time to 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 cry. I didn't have time for that. Mm-hmm. And so once I got on my own and I had some quiet time, then I could hear those inner critics. They the critics, the inner voice was already there, 
but now mm-hmm. it's louder. It's wow. very, it's very loud. And so um, I ended up dropping out of school and trying to work. And so um, that brother had moved, that brother that I had moved in with, um, he had moved and he moved to Texas. Um, and so about a year and a half, la- a year and a half later, you know, he was like, come here. And I was like, why not? <laughs> That's how I got to Texas. Um, I came to, um, actually, I'm in um, the Austin, Texas area, and I came here, yeah, and um, once again, here I go again, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm like, well, this is going to be a new state, surely, you know, my my baggage, my baggage cannot follow me to a new state, right, <laughs> and of course it did, right, yeah, always, <laughs> and so, of course, I brung all of that here, um, I was still struggling. Fast forward, I'm in my 20s now, still struggling. But at the same time that all of these things are going on with my mind, all the negative blocks, the emotional blocks, I'm a determined lady. I was determined to make it. I never left church. I never stopped believing in Jesus. I still was ignoring God. I knew something was wrong. I knew that God was calling me. But I didn't know, like, why is he calling me? And I'm going to just ignore that voice, you know? I knew the Holy Spirit was trying to talk to me. I knew, but I just kept ignoring it. I stayed in church. I never left church. I loved church. I I continued to go, but I kept battling the mind. I was battling the mind. And that was something I I didn't know how to do by myself. And so either I was going to lose this battle or I was going to have to stand up and fight back. And so I chose to fight back. And what I did whew, was my I broke my mother's number one rule. Don't tell nobody your business. What she what she teach me? Don't don't do it. You mm. keep whatever whatever happens in our family stays in this family. Whatever happens with you, you keep it to yourself. I was struggling. I needed someone to talk to. And so I went and found a therapist. That is awesome because that is something that absolutely has to happen because I always tell, well, I'm a therapist as well. So I always tell kids like you, I'm always telling you, you got to work on these issues now because if you don't do it now, I'm like, you're going to be 40 and you're going to be dealing with the same things. I said, because feelings don't go away. Emotions don't, you can hide them for a minute, but they're always going to come to the surface. Like no matter how much you try to hide it. So I'm glad you were able to see a therapist. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my goodness. And that, I guess that was like the turning point. That was Mm -hmm. the turning point for me because my therapist helped me, you know, to figure out, to, you know, to figure out my thoughts, to figure out, you know, where all this was coming from. What's, what's, what's blocking you? You know, here I was, I was running my own business, you know, here I was, I wasn't married back then. That was something. I didn't have any children. I'm 20, well, I think I'm like 23 going 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 on 24. No children. I got my own car. I got my own place. That was huge back yeah. then, right? And so people would look at me and they would be like, "Oh, wow, she's doing good." You know, like, "Look at the black single lady doing good." That was huge back then. Yeah, in the early 90s. And so I was doing good. But sometimes don't let, I I always tell people now, someone may look like they're doing good, but you don't know what they're going through. 
So I was good at hiding, hiding my, I always smiled, if you see, I always smiled, mm -hmm. but I was hurting on the inside. And so my therapist helped me to sort all of that out. And the most important thing that she helped me with was helping me to realize that what my stepdad had done to me was mm -hmm. not my fault. It wasn't mm -hmm. my fault at all. And, and that once she helped me to figure all that out, you know, once I, I felt uncomfortable, uncomfortable opening up to her, but I had to, and yeah. she told me, she's like, that's not your fault, you know, and that was the first time, you know, that somebody, a, a mother figure tells me that that wasn't what happened to me was not my fault. So that was wow. huge. Very yeah, huge. it was. Wow, what an amazing interview. I absolutely love the part where Cassandra was talking about how she viewed God differently from how she viewed Jesus, because I could totally relate to that. Like, I remember as a kid thinking Jesus was like a nice person. He was a good guy. Um, he was forgiving. He was kind. He was loving. But then I saw God as like a harsh person, a person that just wanted to punish you all the time, a person who couldn't wait to send you to hell. And so it's amazing how the way we were both taught is like we, were, we had, like we separated the character of God and Jesus when they have the same character, you know? So I just loved how she said that and how she talked about that. So guys, what I want to do this week, I just want to encourage you to just realize no matter what you're going through, no matter what has happened to you in your past, that you are not your past. You're not what has happened to you, that God made you special and he loves you and that he wants you to talk to him. So no matter what you've been through, remember that God can set you free. God can deliver you. He can heal you. God can be your best friend, you know? So just give him a chance. Talk to him. Let him know that you want to have a relationship with him and you want to get to know him better. And you will be surprised at how much closer you will get to God and how much more you'll understand how he loves you just as much as Jesus does. Now, the song that we're going to listen to today is a song called Free by our artist of the week, Suave Coleone. Yo. Yeah. Free. Nothing like being. Talk about that word, like you know what I mean? Revelation. Hey, that's one of the clearest Check. things, you know what I mean? With a feeling to be released, when it confines a false obligation, and they say it's interrogation, John 1 and 3, trying to faith, work of patience, freedom from the confines of situations, grace to experience joy, real joy, does not obstruct it or compromise, public authenticity before the retail of enterprise, freedom bomb is expiration, like the starship enterprise, so we'll sell everything they own, with no limits of ethics, for the bitches to monetize. This is a celebration of freedom, even for the bloodline curses. Sins of our fathers and our mother's lies. We could've been burned, broken and traumatized. Victims of the statistics, media advertised. But thank God I'm free, yeah. Thank God that I'm free, yeah. Thank God I'm free, What's Once could fire, but now I'm free. Free, yeah. 